FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 395 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked, I'm your host, Jason Venable, and we are back with new comics. Pretty exciting. I have a handful of, a uh, little, little stack of things to talk about today, including a brand new issue of Wolverine. So that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's what the podcast is all about. So, you know, I want to make sure we talk about that. And then we have lots of other Wolverine guest spots as we go through some books that have come out the last couple of weeks since new comics started hitting uh, the local comic shops. So, big up to uh, Awesome Comics in Dallas, Texas, where I get my books. Um, also, because they've been very... Uh, Jake, the owner there, has been very super grateful, or I'm grateful, he's been super helpful. Um, you know, we had to, to self-quarantine a little bit, and he was very gracious uh, to help get me my books delivered to my house. So that's pretty awesome. So if you're in Dallas, DFW, North Texas area, and you don't have a comic shop and you'd like to try one out, I cannot recommend enough awesome comics in Dallas, Texas. So definitely go go and check out. Um, but yeah, man, hope everyone is doing well and okay in all these crazy times um, with all the weird inaccurate news out there. Hope, hope everyone's just keeping a, a good level head uh, with with uh, the pandemic and, and taking care of yourselves and your families and your loved ones and all that fun stuff. So, anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about some comic books. We're going to start off with Wolverine number three. This, of course, is written by Benjamin Percy, art by Adam Kubert, colors by Frank Martin, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, and design by Tom Mueller. The cover is by Kubert and Martin. Um, and this is issue three. You didn't see nothing. Oh, interesting. So normally, oh yeah, so yeah, the page before that is War on Drugs. So as with most Donovex books, kind of one title followed by another official title. On the cover, we almost have like a spotlight, and Wolverine running out of the spotlight, and there's lots of like either bullets exploding or almost like. We know what it looks like. It almost has like a paparazzi explosion, like flash bulbs going off, or maybe flash grenades uh, behind him. And then, of course, he's also there's bullet uh, ricocheting off the ground in front of him, and then bullets hitting his body because you know he's Wolverine. He can take it. Um, the color work is very subdued, like a light yellow brown with some pink and red highlights for the ammunition and then his eyes are kind of glowing red he's screaming as he runs towards the camera you know with the line work and the color work and kind of just have subdued the colors are it almost has a feel of like uh, you've seen like the the models or the drawings of humans with their skin removed right where you just see like the muscle like the muscle fibers and the tendons and stuff like looking at his neck and his face 
almost has that vibe. That's not what we're what we're looking at. That's not what keyword drew, but it just kind of has that vibe to it of like uh, the muscled Wolverine with no skin running at you. All right, so quick catch up because it's been a while since we've talked about new Wolverine comics. He is uh, partnering partnering with this guy Bannister, uh, who's a federal agent, uh, to try to track down. What the, Wolverine at least now knows, and I think Bannister knows if I remember correctly, uh, the Pale Girl, who is leading this basically cartel, is making a drug out of the Krakoan flower called Petal. Now, when the Pale Girl originally took over Wolverine and made him kill his friends, of course, they can get resurrected again, and then um, Bannister is helping Wolverine, and they're, they were going to drive out to the boat to to interrupt kind of a, a delivery, but Wolverine gets taken over at the end by the Pell Girl. That's where we kind of left off. So now we start a day before. We have a really fun scene of drunk Magneto hassling Wolverine at the uh, the Tiki Bar in the Green Lagoon on Krakoa, and it's, it's a fun scene. Uh, Magneto's getting drunk. And he's talking about how, how him and Wolverine are kind of alike, and they're good friends. Um, it's just a, it's a nice, fun little scene. But Wolverine needs something, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. So he takes Magneto's helmet, and we get a cool scene where he's, he's cracking his knuckles, his adamantium knuckles, and we get a nominee for Snick of the Year. Um, I wouldn't say early because there haven't been that many comics, but we're halfway through the year. Um, and so he grabs the helmet and he goes, you didn't see nothing, bub. Or sorry, blob. Blob and bub kind of look alike. He goes, you didn't see nothing, blob. Got that, snicked. And then he turns towards blob or towards the camera and pops his claws and the snicked is like between the claws. So you have like an SN, claw I, claw K, claw T. It's it's a cool snicked. It's, it's really nice. And, of course, it looks really good because Hubert and Martin are boss. Um, and Blob's like, got it, saw nothing. Here we go to uh, current time in the somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. And Pale Girl is controlling Wolverine. And Wolverine thinks about all his time in the past as a soldier in different eras. We get a cool, like, World War One or Two. The scene where him and Sabretooth very reminiscent of Wolverine Origins in the movie, like the opening credit scene. Then we have a Weapon X flashback, a time where he fought Juggernaut. And he talks about all this time, most of his life. Like he just kind of goes on instinct. Almost like a mutant power to trust his gut. He doesn't really plan, and that gets him in trouble sometimes. He says, but this time, this time I got a plan. But then we see like this giant like underwater base come out of the middle of the ocean and Wolverine's boat approaching. And then so we go back again to the day before on Krakoa and Quentin Quire is telling Wolverine, no way, Jose, no thank you. Uh, every time I help you on a mission, I get killed. And yeah, I get brought back, but it's just not fun dying. So forget you. And Wolverine's like, chicken? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no one calls me... No, he doesn't. He doesn't say no one calls me chicken. He's like, no, you're not going to manipulate me. You can't manipulate me. And then the Cuckoo sisters show up, and they're like, Quentin? Oh, it's so hot. 
are you going to uh, take on the pale girl? And he's like, huh? And they all kind of give him a hug. And then they look back at Wolverine, and, he, and uh, he's like, oh, I just flirt with him another few minutes, and then you can let him go. And but then we find out, so one of the Cuckoo sisters, uh, the payoff, what Wolverine promised, is they, like, flirted and doted on Quentin to get him to go on this mission, then he, in turn, was going to set them up with Kid Cable. Oh, no, that was a little interesting kind of kind of thing. So we find out that through kind of the the uh, the right the text pages that Xavier kind of realizes suddenly that or maybe over time that he can't read Russia like the whole nation of Russia he just can't read and then of course one of the nations that are not participating in the Krakoan Treaty but it seems like they're more than just kind of passively resisting maybe they're they're up to no good uh, you know. Very timely, right? Interfering in elections and governments, and now they're uh, they're interfering with Krakoa in, in our X Men comics. So we see that. We get a fun little uh, transcript of a conversation between Bannister and one of the other agents. How he's gone off the grid. And they're like, "But I'm calling you on the phone." Like, yeah, I, I only use the phone to order a pizza. <laughs> It's a weird little exchange, but it's kind of funny. Kind of contributes to the Lebowski of Bannister. And then we, we see the base, and it's a Russian base with a star over like an X emblem. So obviously some kind of mutant thing going on in Russia. And all these soldiers have like this weird uniform uh, that looks the same, almost like some kind of psychic interference uniform, right? Because it almost looks like Daredevil's radar sense, but on, on, a, on a clothing. It's interesting. So something obviously going on there. And then get on the base, and we see Wolverine comes on to the base with uh, Pyro, Iceman, Storm, and Bishop, who have all been conversely affected by the Pale Girl. And Wolverine has on his Magneto helmet, which of course has second dampeners and protects him. And so, you know, that's going to work pretty well. And then we see again yesterday, he's talking to this very same group of people about how the pale girl has made them do things they don't want to do, and, you know, here's a chance to get payback. But as we see them attack the base, we see the pale girl's like, but what? Wolverine's right here. And she turns and Wolverine fades into Quentin Choir. And he talks about how difficult it was not only to deceive her that he was physically Wolverine and that he was mentally Wolverine as well. So it's a cool little exchange. Um, and of course, the X-Men Wolverine's team are here to destroy the crops. But then the Pale Girl takes over Bannister and he puts a gun up to his head as all hell breaks loose. And she's like, are you really... you know, take a step closer and he blows his head off. And Wolverine tries to talk him down. Says, remember your daughter. And he hesitates. And he grabs a gun, but it's too late as the pale girl escapes in an underwater escape pod. But Wolverine and the X-Men are still able to burn all this existing crop of petal and blow up the water base. Then we go back home. And we see that... uh, in exchange for Bannister's help, Wolverine got his daughter bumped up the list to get 
Crinkowan medicine and cure her of her cancer. And so he's very thankful for her new lease on life. Um, and you know, they have a burgeoning friendship. In fact, he invites Wolverine or Logan to come have dinner with him and his daughter. And they go inside, but Logan gets a call. The quiet council needs his presence immediately. And something about Magneto's helmet. <laughs> and then Bannister and his daughter turn around and Logan's gone. But there's a plant in a pot in the middle of the yard. And it's got a little Krakoan plant. It's like a little gate. So it's going to be Logan's way to keep tabs on the Bannister family. It's a sweet little ending. Uh, this issue is really good. Art and colors. Hubert and Martin are a dream team. And this book looks visually fantastic. All the action is good. The emotion is good. Uh, the color work is phenomenal. It's, it's a great looking comic. The story, also very interesting. Keeps everything going. Like It's a nice conclusion in this first kind of mini arc with Wolverine taking on the Pale Girl and destroying the, the Crop of Petal. Um, it was intriguing. Percy continues to just really nail Wolverine and some of these other characters as well, which is going to be interesting. I want to tell two Percy's in this episode as we'll kind of talk through in the next book here in a minute. But on this book, the writing is phenomenal. This is just a really good issue. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it, but it's really fun. I mean, I really enjoyed the opening, like the the yesterday scenes of Wolverine kind of building his team and building his mission. Uh, you know, getting Magneto drunk and getting the helmet. Uh, manipulating Quentin. But even when Quentin sees through his manipulation, using the cuckoo twins to manipulate him further. Uh, it's really fun. It's a really good scene. You know, his appeal to his friends. Uh, not only for the friendship. And he talks a lot about how, you know, the X-Men continue to see him for what he could be. And how he really appreciates that from them and wants to, you know, repay that by constantly trying to be better. Um, it's just, it's a really good issue. It really is. It nails Wolverine. It nails great action. It nails great story. And everyone else in the book is also fun. Vanister's a fun character. I mean, obviously a riff on Big Lebowski, but still great nonetheless um yeah i'm gonna give wolverine number three six out of six claws i'm really digging this series is very glad to jump back in okay next up we have x-force number 10 this is the green death or the deadly garden uh written again by benjamin percy art by joshua casera colors by guru effects letters by vc joe caramania designed by tom mueller the cover is by Dustin Weaver and Edgar Delgado. Now, the cover is really nice. It's Black Tom surrounded by Krakoan light. It kind of looks like dirt, but we know it's vegetation, making these two giant hands reaching for the camera, mimicking um, Black Tom's own pose. So he's like in the middle, and then he has this giant vegetation around him, mimicking his pose. It's a really nice cover. It's really good. Okay, so remember in X-Force, uh, we have this nation of Terra Verda. And Vista sent X-Force to investigate because their president uh, was stealing Krakoan technology. And there was this big race of plant people 
uh, with the president's son. So Quentin, Domino, and Wolverine, speaking of missions where Quentin dies, uh, have gone back to Terra Verde, and they found this giant plant temple, and now they're getting attacked by plants. And Quentin pulls out some TK guns, some little pistols, and shoots away some spikes, and continue to cut their way into the middle of the temple, or they are continuing to attack by plants. Wolverine is dragged into the dark with his claw scraping on the ground like a horror movie, and Domino is all alone. Then we see Black Tom loses contact. He goes through the gate. Domino continues to use her luck powers to try to avoid plant death, and she runs to the temple. And we find the pr- the plant high priest with all the plant monsters, and he's got Wolverine tied by vines to a table and he's going to sacrifice them until Domino shows up. And then Jean approaches Beast back on Krakoa and says, you keep keeping secrets from us, I don't like it. Even secrets within secrets and it's not good. And they've lost contact with the Krakoan uh, hit squad. So Jean's going to go as well. And that's where we see her rescue Black Tom. Uh, she brings uh um, Celeste. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. She brings Sage. Um, and they find the temple and they continue to help save. Quentin's become like a plant person. He's been overtaken by plants and has turned into flowers. Again, all this very much reminds me of that book, uh, that image book, uh, Manifest Destiny. Um, Wolverine is able to cut himself free. He uh, stabs the plant priest through the head and continues to be attacked, but Jean comes in and continues to save everyone and burns out the plants. Um, And that's it. Then we go back to Krakoa. There's the hot tub. Logan's in the hot tub with the beer. Jean comes in and uh, makes out with Logan with the insinuation that they're going to uh, get it on. Um, so, you know, confirmation of, of at least two-thirds of the three-way uh, between Scott, Gene, and Logan. So Gene, at the very least, uh, Gene is um, taking both sides of that love triangle. Um, as I've stated over and over and over again, um, I don't ship Logan and Jean, so I don't really care for this scene. Um, you know, I guess it's, it's interesting, kind of showing what's going on in Krakoa. But, yeah, and just, I don't know. The art is, is growing on me a little bit. I mean, it's still kind of ugly, but intentionally so in places. And I'm, I'm kind of liking a little more. This plant story, this plant person story did nothing for me. The thing at the end with Jean really does nothing for me. Um, I'm going to give X-Force number 10 two out of six claws. Okay, so next up, Wolverine shows up in Ghost Rider number seven. And here, I just realized I'm flying these comics. Uh, I'll try to slow down a little bit. Uh, Ghost Rider number seven is Hearts of Darkness 2, the conclusion. Written by Ed Brisson, art by Aaron Cooter, colors by Jason Keith, 
Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna, and the cover is by Cooter and Keith. And on the cover, we basically have uh, King of Hell, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider with all his chains. But we're seeing him from behind the hand and sword of um, Danny Ketch, who's now the spirit of, not vengeance, but um, corruption. His sword was like magic sword, the soul sword, but it is from uh, uh, Limbo, so that kind of makes sense. But, alright, so, King of Hell, Johnny Blaze, of course, has gotten loose, and he's trying to take over, he's trying to find Mephisto from Doctor Strange, and then um, Danny Ketch, bonded with the spirit of corruption, he's teamed up with Wolverine and Punisher, trying to save Blaze from himself. And, of course, the Lilith is making a play to take over Hell. So we see uh, Blaze is wolfing up on Doctor Strange. He wants Mephisto for himself. One of Lilith's spies sees it and says, Hey, time's good. So she sets a bunch of demons loose. Blaze is, is, is beating Doctor Strange. And is going to set Mephisto free. And then Doctor Strange pulls out this giant octopus monster, which was great. Cooter's art's really good in this issue. Um, but Blaze is not having it, but then he gets shot. Punisher and Wolverine show up with Danny Ketch. Um, and they're going to fight with the spirit of corruption to fight Ghost Rider. So we get again Logan kind of cracking his knuckles. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yep. So, uh, Danny and Johnny fight with their two spirits, and Wolverine rescues Doctor Strange as demons show up to fight. So, more fighting, Wolverine continues to cut through demons, um, you know, fights with the Punisher as they continue to cut through demons who are not only on some on the Lewis side, but also some trying to protect Mephisto. And then uh, more demon fighting. Danny is eventually able to stab Blaze with his Spirit of Corruption sword. He's going to decapitate him, but then Wolverine uh, tackles him and says he can't kill him. Not even him. But he seems to kind of burn out of the body. So there's like a skeleton left. It looks like um, Johnny Blaze is gone. Um, and continue to, to fight. Um, oh, sorry. No, he's not dead dead. He is a burnt-out husk. It looked like a skull, but then there's eyeballs. So Doctor Strange basically exercises... Oh, no. What is he doing? I'm, I'm kind of confused here. So... They stab Johnny Boys. He's on the ground dying or dead. And Doctor Strange shows up and this demon, oh, okay, tries to grab him, drops him, Dr. Stage picks him up, exercises him, but I guess, you know, he's cleansed now, and there's a nice reunion between the former Ghost Riders, but they've got a, he's still the spirit of hell, I don't really understand what's going on, to be honest. Um, 
so he somehow gets he exercises the corruption, but he's still the king of hell, and still has the hellfire powers. So I guess maybe he's just a spirit of vengeance again. He's just a ghost rider again, but a king ghost rider. So anyway, he drags Mephisto back to hell on his motorcycle, and our heroes are left, um, you know, kind of standing around. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm not really digging this story. Uh, the art was good. Aaron Cooter's art is really fun, and it really works in this context as well. Um, so that was nice. The story I can kind of care less about. Really. Um, didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> so I'm going to give Ghost Rider 7 2 out of 6 claws all for the art. Alright, let's move on to some books I enjoyed a little more. We're going to end up with uh, Captain Marvel and Fantastic Four. So Captain Marvel number 17. Game Night. Written by Kelly Thompson. Guest art by Francesco Mena. Colors by Carlos Lopez. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. The cover is by Pepe Larraz and Marte Gracia. And it's a really cool cover. It's just a pose of Captain Marvel with her double fist pointing at the viewer. A blaze of power. And then Wolverine's crouching kind of in front of her with his claws out and growling. It's a, it's a really nice cover. Of course, I love Pepe Larraz, so no big surprise there. So, Logan is with Carol and Spectrum and Hazmat and Spider-Woman at a poker game at Carol's apartment. And then Kamala Khan shows up, Miss Marvel. She's come to game night, but she brings a bunch of, like, board games, and they're all like, um... And then she says, I can't, I can't, thanks for inviting me, but I can't play poker because it's gambling. And I can't, I can't gamble. First of all, I'm underage. Second of all, <laughs> um, you know, Muslim ethics are against gambling. And so Carol's like, well, I want to help, but everyone's here to kind of gamble. She's like, well, what if I can come up with something better? So she takes them all to the hot new escape room. And of course we know the Nexus who runs the escape room is going to be a bad guy. And he's like, oh, a chance to uh, to prove my villainous um, street cred. So he gets them all in the in the escape room, and he has laughs maniacally, he traps them in, and casts a magic spell, and decides instead of like, you know, a, a nice escape room with like clues and games, he just turns on water, he's going to fill the room up with water and drown them. Um, Wolverine tries to cut through the door, but there's a magic barrier that makes his claws temporarily like warp and melt. I guess not really, because he pulls them back in, and they're fine in the rest of the comic. Um, so other people trying to use their power to get out, and no one can get out. So Spectrum decides to phase out, and she can, but then she's stuck outside. She can't go back solid to undo the door. So Miss Marvel, uh, Kamala, has a great idea. What if we use all our powers together? And some, somehow Wolverine's power is to reflect power off of his claws. It's also being shot at the door. Um... So I, I forgot, Spectrum does come back inside. She can't solidify outside, so she comes back inside because I guess it's better to drown solid than just corporate <laughs> as a Spectrum. I don't know. 
But anyway, that works. They, they're able to get out. They confront the Nexus, who has one last magic because he tries to confront, confront them with their fears, but Carol punches them out. They turn him over to the shield unit to pick him up. Um, and they all go to Trivia Night. And I guess the answer to one of the questions is Captain America's butt. They're all super excited to answer the question. And Logan has his beard. He's like, ah, oh, Captain America's butt. Can't believe this. Um, yeah. So it's a really fun issue. Really fun. And the art's really good. Um, you know, Logan's just kind of there to be grouchy and be Logan. Um, I really enjoyed the interaction. I always enjoy seeing Carol and Kamala together. And this is no exception. And, you know, the rest of the supporting cast is also fun. Uh, you know, Hazmat, Spider-Woman, Spectrum. It's just a really, really fun issue. It's light on the plot and lighthearted in the interactions. But the art's good. The story's good. It's fun. Um, I'm going to give Captain Marvel number 17 five out of six claws. So next up, we have Fantastic Four number 21, which is an Empire tie-in. And uh, this is Living History, written by Dan Swat, with art by Paco Medina and Sean Isaacs. Uh, ink, and sorry, I guess they do their own inks. Uh, colors by Marcio Minez and Eric Arseniega. Letters by VCs Joe Caramani, and the cover is by Nick Bradshaw and John Rausch. Now, the cover has Spider-Man and Wolverine in blue and black costumes flanked by Franklin and Valeria. And then there's, like, pink and blue action lines behind them. Um, it's really cool. It's, like, Fantastic Four colors, but in the hero's costumes by Bradshaw. It looks really, really good. It's a nice cover. Quite nice, actually. So this takes place at the very beginning of Empire, and... The Fantastic Four just rescued the two kids from that issue, which you should read. Uh, Empire Fantastic Four number one is really fun. They rescued these two kids from like this space casino who were trying to perpetuate the Kree-Scroll War by fighting each other in the arena, and people gamble on them. And they do famous battles from this Kree War, from the Kree-Scroll history. Um... But when the Fantastic Four return home, they see the Kree Scroll Armada that's ready to attack the Katadi on Earth. And they send their kids home to take the space kids home. And so that's what they do, uh, reluctantly. And they land in Vietnam, which remember there's that Katadi temple uh, where, uh, sorry, uh, uh, not Moon Dragon. Um, Mantis came from, originally. And then we also remember this um, aerial woman that they brought back from space. Um, is hanging out with Alicia. But uh, as, after they land, our, our space kids, the Kree kid and the Skrull kid, are, are fighting each other. And they continue to kind of do that. And Valeria needs help. And she runs inside and basically gets a fantastic computer and it pulls up all the different reserves or the Fantastic Four, people that have helped before. And of course, Wolverine and Spider-Man are included. And she sends out the alert. And then um, 
these Katati assassins come to try to kill the kids. And then Ariel shows up with her powers, and Wolverine comes charging through a gate, and I mind my own business, and I get this buzz from the Fantastic Four, and Spider-Man's there waiting for him. And <laughs> we get a really fun scene, uh, reminiscent of Amazing Fantasy 15, where they're trying to figure out how to get across town, and, and Spider-Man picks Wolverine up <laughs> and swings away. And he's like, don't even think about it, Bob. And uh, yeah, they swing away into action, there's the scroll girl turns into a tiger and is attacking Franklin when Wolverine shows up. And um, Wolverine smells a scroll, sees it as an attacking tiger, snicks and stabs a tiger and then it turns back into the little girl and Wolverine's like, oh no, what have I done? And I didn't know it was a kid. And she's like, help. And she fades to black. And we see like through her eyesight the scene fade out. Um, so Wolverine's only kind of at the end of this. But it's a fun story. Um, it's a nice Empire tie-in. Not directly into the main story. It is kind of a side story, but it's really fun. The art by both artists, really, really good. Um, like It's a great looking book. It's a fun book. We have kind of the, the, the ending where Wolverine, unfortunately, um, is a little too quick to stab and then feels really guilty about it. We have fun banter between him and Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm going to give uh, Fantastic Four number 21 six out of six claws. A great little tie-in. And this episode is going to be kind of short. Um, I have not really made up any time. <laughs> so sorry about that. You have one more thing to talk about. Um, have... Basically, I've not really been following the I-2020 event, the Iron Man event, but we do have a Wolverine issue. I-Wolverine 2020 number one, which is the return of Larry Hama to Wolverine Properties. Art by Roland Boshi, Colors by Andre Mosa. Letters by VCs Joe Savino. And the cover is by Juan Jose Rip and Jesus Arbatov. And the cover is kind of cool. But basically, Hama is coming back to talk about uh, Albert and LCD in this age of the rise up of the machines, which is what uh, the Iron Man story has been about, coming out of Slot's story, where about like robotic rights and, and stuff like that. It's been a pretty good story. Uh, I did kind of jump off on the I-2020 because there were so many issues and I just didn't really... I don't know. And it seemed to get kind of less interesting as after the Iron Man part. But, anyway, basically, for reasons unknown, um, Donald Pierce has LCD and has sold off her parts in Madripoor to different criminals. And Albert finds out, he comes to Madripoor, is mistaken for Patch, which helps him out, right? But he's basically, basically finds out where all LCD's parts are very violently interrogating, and then goes to collect them all. So, it's almost like a video game. Like, just kind of goes from level to level, collecting LCD's parts, and they would kind of put them back together at the end. She has, like, a Japanese schoolgirl costume now, instead of her old costume. 
But then Reaver, I'm sorry, Pierce and his new Reavers show up. They're going to take their parts back. And a lot of the other bad guys also don't feel good about losing what they bought, their merchandise. And so they kind of everyone converging back on to Albert at the end uh, to try to take LCD back. Um, I didn't really enjoy this very much. Um, it seemed like a waste of, of, you know, we have Larry Hammond returning to Wolverine Properties but all of, like, the personality that really made me like these characters in spite of how they seemed on the surface seems to be missing in this. It's really just action, 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 move from plot A to plot B, or plot point A to plot point B, go through the plots, go through the levels. There's really not much personality, and the charm is kind of missing, and that's really unfortunate. The art is fine. It's okay. But it just seems kind of, it's really flat. So I'm going to give that uh, two out of six claws. And I guess I was really excited to have all these comics because I am aware that I just went really, really fast. I don't feel like I talked all that fast, but I must have. So I know John Wilson likes to listen to my podcast at one and a half speed, so I particularly apologize to you, sir, <laughs> because... Uh, you're probably going to have trouble getting all the words. Um, but anyway, new comics has been exciting. Um, next up should be a reunion with the Excalibros to talk about some more new comics. Not as Wolverine-focused as those episodes tend to be. Though he'll definitely be there some. Um, we're really excited about that. So, hope you enjoyed the episode and the return to some new current issues. We will get back to flashbacks soon. I'm trying to work out the scheduling on that. And and that's coming around the bend. And then, of course, episode 400 is also coming up real soon. So, that's going to do it. Um, As always, please, everyone, stay safe and stay well out there. Um, Continuing to support things that need your support. You know, Black Lives Matters. Um seen a lot of articles lately about you know uh, child trafficking you know please make yourself aware of some of what's going on in there and you know it's not zero sum right there's a lot of people that need our help right now and need our voice and you know you can't maybe put your main focus on everything but please you know help where you can talk about multiple things uh, raise awareness and um, yeah uh, pandemic-wise, just please be smart, be safe. Uh, so, plug stuff, as always, uh, for the podcast and go Snick. You can like the Facebook page. Uh, Twitter is at SnickCast. Show notes and stuff are snickcast.podbean.com. And that's going to do it. So, until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.